Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back. It's the uh, third hour of the food show, sort of, uh, and it's nice to be here on Saturday. This uh, We almost always are here on Saturday, except during the shank of the uh, of the. Uh, Saints uh, schedule, and uh, tomorrow we will be here too. I mean, this is uh, one of those weeks where I'm putting in a seven-day week. Uh, Happy to do it, and here we are with the second portion of our program. And tomorrow we will be on uh, from 1 until 3 in the afternoon, so I hope you'll tune us in. Uh, The uh, program, usually the, the, the basis of the program is the, what we do during the week on uh, Monday through Friday on 105.3 FM HD2. We're on the air from 3 till 5 in the afternoon, and then we rerun the whole thing for two hours after that in case you missed it first time around. That does happen, especially at that time of day, because people are picking up their kids and uh, then going off and doing something else. And uh, what always happens is that the kids don't want to listen to my show. Can you believe it? And if only they knew what a funny goofball I am, uh, they, they, we would, they would love me, I think, but uh, maybe not. Our number here is 260-1870. We talk about everything having to do with food. Uh, the uh, main topic of the day, although you can completely ignore this and go with whatever is on your mind, is omelets, eggs in general, and uh, and uh, breakfast in general, but really anything at all you've got on your mind, uh, please feel free to call us. Someone called me last hour, and I, I was doing some looking for this, and I know I can find a bunch of places that have duck a l'orange, classic French duck dish, roasted duck, and the uh, glaze that's on the outside of the duck is made with orange juice and uh, orange pulp, too. Makes it taste better. And as to who knows, the the only one for sure I know is there, uh, that I'm absolutely positive you could walk in there and get uh, duck au l'orange at Andrea's. Uh, It's always going to be there because he he has this policy. Uh, If he has the ingredients, he'll do it. And uh, that's all there is to that. So is it the best version in town you will ever have? Probably not, but it'll be good, at at least that. So... uh, 26063 whoops 260 uh, that's the uh, that's our phone number here for real uh, let's see our program today is uh, sponsored by the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company and the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company opened up shop in uh, the 1980s and i remember thinking at the time that uh, this is a good idea because when you think about hamburgers in places that look like that, it had the look of a hamburger place, you were talking about those miserable uh, chain restaurant hamburgers that uh, are still uh, not getting particularly any better as time goes on. And why should you uh, waste a meal on getting something like that? And Apparently, that was what they were thinking as well. So they upgraded 
the quality of the meat. They upgraded the way in which they grilled the beef uh, and all the other little details. And just to make a long story short, uh, that did pretty well for them. But uh, as of the last few years, they have really gotten in there and rethought what they were up to and what has come out of it is a meteor burger that they, they hand make uh, the burgers right there in-house. They grill it on a really hot grill, which is what it always should have been. Because when you get a hamburger and it's got that crusty kind of quality on the outside and on the inside it's really juicy, the buns are toasted and have a little bit of texture going on instead of uh, going down to a, the thickness of a penny. I hate that. When when you pick up a sandwich of any kind and you, you just squeeze it hard enough to hang on to it, and it just, like, collapses into this nothing. Well, they don't do that over at Hamburger, New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Uh, what I would recommend to you specifically is a burger there. They have several different ways of putting it together, and they call it just the gourmet burger. And uh, it's, there's nothing really far out about it. And, and the, the most unusual aspect of it is that they have these very unusual and really good fries. I, I, they don't look like fries, but, boy, they taste some good. And uh, that's, that's a real winner over there. And there's plenty more where that came from. They have locations all around the area. Uh, all around North, uh, except on the North Shore. I don't think they have one over there, but uh, they used to. But uh, there are a few of them just about every other part of the city. New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. Ba-dum, 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 ba-dum. I'll tell you about the seafood over there some other time. 260-1870. We would love to hear from you about where you've been eating lately. Uh, this week, one of the, uh, I guess the highlight of my week is that I was... Uh, as I have been for more than a few times in the past, uh, one of the judges at Got Got Gumbo. That's that, there's a question mark at the end of it. Got Gumbo. Well, uh, what Got Gumbo is? Uh, well, what it does is that it brings in uh, 20 chefs. That's how many this year were in it. Everybody who's involved in this is either a chef or well, they're a chef. They 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 cook professionally. Some of them have restaurants. Some of them, some of them have uh, catering operations. But this was not something for amateur uh, cooks at home. You know, to say nothing about how good those would have been. They, those ham, uh, those uh, gumbos. Uh, but uh, this year, uh, and having been to as many of them as I have, I uh, I have come to get ready for the entrant in this uh, contest that was weird and terrible, and you still had to take a taste of it to, to reassure them that, yes, indeed, it really is terrible. And there was always, there was always something some, somebody would try to do that was uh, just peculiar. You know, to, uh, we saw almost nothing along those lines and nothing really that I would uh, even get upset with, maybe for more than a few seconds. Uh, and the ones that were good were really brilliantly good. There was one that was served in a, a big uh, piece of French bread, and they, they put it together in such a way that it, it would hold the gumbo. They just spooned it right into the middle. It was a really great presentation, but the flavor of it was good. The aroma of it was good. 
and uh, all the elements that you want to see in a gumbo were terrific. It is possible to make a soup and have all first-class ingredients and have all the uh, all the information about a recipe that will turn out a really good pot of gumbo, except when you take a bite of it, it doesn't taste like gumbo at all. It might even be good, but it doesn't taste like gumbo. They get a low score from me. But I didn't have too many like that. The ones that uh, we had were pretty much, without a doubt, uh, some really good ones. And they do this uh, in, so you don't miss it next year. Uh, it's at the Royal Sinesta Hotel. It's put on by the uh, uh, United Way is, is, is who gets the money from this. And it's, it's a bargain. It, uh, this year it was $30. You could eat all the gumbo you wanted. They had all 20 gumbos out there. You just walk up and get you some. And if you really like it, get some more. And if you really like it after that, get even more than that. Uh, but then they also put a, set up a, a, a table where they have some desserts and a few other things other than gumbo so that if you got tired of trying gumbo, you could have a little bit of this other stuff and then get back into it. But it was a, it's a great event. I go uh, every year that I can, and it's always fun to do. And I, I would uh, say if there was any one problem, uh, a lot of these had a, a, a thickness that would allow you to take the spoon and stick it up in the gumbo without having to have it lean on anything. It would just stick up there because uh, that's how thick it was, too thick, in my opinion. There also were several of them that had a tremendous amount of salt in them that I, that I found uh, completely inedible. Uh, but the, and there are a lot of people out there who you know have to cut back on that, and so you wouldn't want to get that if you have a sodium uh, problem. Uh, but it was uh, it was a, a really enjoyable evening, and the, the other judges uh, were mostly people that I knew, and the ones that I didn't know, we had a lot of fun with them. So uh, anyway, uh, remember it for next year when you hear of uh, Got Gumbo comes into view. Twenty bucks, uh, thirty bucks is all it cost this year. So that was a steal. Let's see who is there. Gerard, that's my middle name. Gerard, Gerard. Hey, how you doing? We'll find out. Hi there. Say your name. Hey, Gerard. Gerard. How you doing? Gerard. Yeah. Okay. As in the street. Yeah. I, I, yeah, like like a street, Gerard Street. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I, I wanted to get your opinion. I, it's been some twenty years, uh, and and uh, my wife's from California, and I've never brought her. But twelve twenty years ago, I went to a Sunday brunch at Quarter Two Sisters, and and, and at the time, I, you know, I was really impressed by. It. And you brought it brought brought it to mind again when you're talking about the the omelets and the eggs, and they had a they had a, a wide variety of things. Um, have you been in, in, in the recent, last recent years and, and would you still, would you recommend it as a, as a good Sunday brunch, jazz brunch still? Uh, yeah, I like the, I, I like the Court of Two Sisters, uh, but I mostly like what they do at dinner, which is straight ahead a la carte service on that really beautiful courtyard that they have out there. And they have live music that's always very well done. It's usually three guys, and they're all good musicians, so I like that. Uh, but if you go in the daytime, at brunch time, it's a buffet. Now, I don't like buffets to begin with, uh, so, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, that's a downer. Uh, but if you hit them at the right time, and the earlier it is, the better, you find that they have all the egg dishes and they have waffles and all of that kind of stuff. But uh, as time goes on, 
uh, they start shucking oysters and they have you know big shrimp and all all kinds of stuff, and uh, I, that probably makes it uh, a little more appealing. Uh, but uh, again, I tell you, I just uh, buffets. I I do everything I can do to avoid buffets personally. But a lot of people love it. You, what, you love them. Uh, if you love uh, a buffet with uh, a lot of New Orleans food, it's there's no no you know anywhere USA food in there. They really know what they're doing. Uh, I tell you what, you I've, I've been listening to you for some time, and and I, I really, really getting some ideas. Uh, we've tried some pasta dishes you you uh, you suggested, uh, and I just want to tell you, keep up the good work. And hey, the oh. kids don't know what they're missing out on. You're, you're really entertaining <laughs> to me. <laughs> Well, thank you very much. That's nice of you to say. Thank you. It's the food show. Mikey is over here on the blue phone. Mikey, come on in. Nikki. Nikki. It's Nikki. Nikki, welcome yeah, Mickey, to the food show. Yeah, Nikki. How you doing, Tom? Uh, lobster. What about? Hello. It? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, lobster. How do yeah. you cook that? Well, uh, the two ways that I think are legitimate or to steam it, uh, or to boil it, one or the other. And uh, and uh, all it's just a matter of finding out how big a, a lobster you have uh, as to how much you're going to boil it. Uh, you can also grill it. I've, I've just been reminded of that. If you have a, a nice fiery grill, like I have a, a big green egg, and what you do is you undercook the... the uh, the lobster uh, in the oven or 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 boiling it, but you undercook it, and then you take it and you put it on the grill, but at real high heat, and only for like five minutes at the, at the most, and then you just get in there and you get a little bit of this smoky flavor. It's the flavor of uh, of of a uh, of a lobster. Frankly, is is the way it comes across. But that 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 works really well. But you have to get it out of there before it starts tightening up on you. Right, Tom. So, what kind of sauce would you put on that? A butter garlic? Uh, yeah, that would be certainly a, a way to go. And most most restaurants that make a specialty out of uh, out of lobster, they they do it with. Uh, uh, with with various just variations on butter, the classic one being just simply uh, clarified butter or drawn butter, as they often call that, and then you just dip it, and away you go. Uh, if you if you want to see the possibilities of lobster, uh, you know the place to go is Drago's. Drago's, you know, they're so famous for their oysters that people forget that they also they really are into uh, doing. Uh, lobsters there they get them all different sizes they they bring them in good and fresh and and they know how to do them they have all kinds of stuffings and sauces and things that are easy enough to copy all right thank you so much have a great day thank you nice talking to you this is the food show and i'm tom fitzmorris and we will come back with more of it in a moment but first please this i haven't mentioned this in an hour and a half but a better uh well i feel like uh, this is this is my responsibility to get the word out on this Fellers, this is aimed at the guys. Uh, the 14th, Valentine's Day. That's less than a month from now. I mean, less than a week from now. And you will, first of all, have something going on for Valentine's Day. Did you hear me? You will do that. And you will make reservations for it 
but you better get on it because the restaurants are packed. It's a very, very busy day, and the reason for that is that in a table with four seats at it, they can only use two of them because who wants to be on Valentine's Day with, with somebody else? <laughs> it just doesn't add up. And, and in case you think, oh, come on, that's not really true, ask any restaurateur about that. Everybody wants a deuce. They, they don't want a four-top for Valentine's Day. So Valentine's Day, this Thursday, uh, pick your favorite place, make the reservation, uh, relieve yourself of all the possible incriminations that will come of this. You don't love me being the leading one of them, of course. You know. So, uh, In other matters, uh, back when I was still trying to understand women uh, before I gave up on it, uh, but in a delightful way, uh, there were three things that I, uh, that I found were pretty reliable. One of them was chocolate. Another was flowers. And a third was uh, jewelry. Oh, and uh, let, me, let me add a fourth one here, uh, champagne. Champagne. So you're, you're in good shape with any of those, assuming that you're not, you know, getting the cheap end of any of these. Uh, and uh, having said that, I now want to point out the appropriateness of today being the uh, day in 1894 when the Hershey Chocolate Company was founded. Milton Hershey was his name, the guy who started it. He had been in the candy business for a while. But he started uh, the company here in America uh, after just a few less successful ventures. But the chocolate makers in Europe used to laugh him down because they couldn't figure out why anybody would eat chocolate that tasted like that. Which And, and it really was different. And uh, you probably know that if you are old enough to remember when, if you got a Nestle's chocolate bar and then you got a Hershey's chocolate bar, you would taste them side by side. They tasted totally different. And that's because in Hershey and all across the chocolate makers of of, uh, America, uh, they worked in a certain amount of sour milk. They did it on purpose because they thought that that was the a a great taste. And to a lot of people, it was a great taste. taste. But uh, anyway, Hershey went on, uh, you know, to this day. Uh, and uh, fighting it out, as always, uh, with the guys over at Mars. And uh, you probably know more about that than you uh, would want to know. This is the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmaurice, 260-1870. Let's see, our program today is sponsored. Do I have time for that? Uh, 50 seconds. Okay. No, I'll just wait it out. Uh, Stay tuned. We have more of the Food Show coming uh, and by the way, I just I have this odd couple of seconds here. Uh, we also have a program tomorrow here on the Big 870. We go at 1 in the afternoon till 3. Hope to hear from you uh, uh, tomorrow. Always like uh, being over here on the Big 870. Reaches a lot of people that I wouldn't get otherwise. It's time for a news update from CBS, and then we'll be back with more of the food show. So uh, get your phone uh, message in. Give me a call, 260-1870. Stay tuned. Hello, welcome back. You are listening to The Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Uh, give us a call. we got, uh, oh, we have a few minutes here, as much as you want, really. 260-1870 is our telephone number. Our theme today, which you can completely ignore if it's not on your mind, is uh, omelets 
and breakfast in general and eggs in general. Uh, you know, if you uh, have ever been to or you are planning on at some point in your life going to um, Europe, especially uh, to uh, France, you'll find that people there <clears throat> think nothing of offering as an entree. And this is n not just in the morning, but at night or any other time. If you want to get as an, as an entree an egg dish, an omelet or some other egg dish, uh, that is not thought of as being in any way unusual uh, in, uh, in France. And uh, the best evidence I have that that is true is that Antoine's, which only recently has started to branch away a little bit from its French roots, although I don't expect it's going to change a whole lot, no, nor does it really need to be, but that's another story. Uh, but uh, what uh, what did seem to be true, as a matter of fact, there's no doubt about it, I have some old menus of theirs, and uh, these would have been from the 1970s or earlier, and they show a whole section of their menu, like half a page, of egg dishes. You know, eggs sardou, eggs benedict, eggs this, eggs that, and they had omelets, and they even had... Um, uh, those Italian uh, omelets uh, that are just, they look like pancakes uh, rolled up. Uh, and uh, that was uh, usually served as like a second course in maybe a four-course, a five-course dinner. But they Antoine's was doing that a long time ago, and they're still doing it in France. So uh, anyway, it's, it's an interesting thing. If, if you start uh, substituting some what otherwise would be very big dishes, very uh, fattening dishes even, uh, and you instead of getting that, you get uh, an omelet or or a or a what is identified by most people as uh, a um, an, a breakfast kind of a dish. Uh, go ahead and get it for dinner. It uh, you will not offend anybody, and I think you'll like it. It it really works. Two six zero one eight seventy. Two six zero one eight seven zero. We've got plenty of time to talk to you here. I would love to hear from you about uh, where you've been eating. We have a couple of things coming up that uh, are worthwhile of your notice. On Tuesday of this week, uh, we are going to continue a series of programs that we have done from the Roosevelt Hotel. Roosevelt Hotel is turning 125 years this year. And since our radio station, WWL, was actually located in the hotel for a long time, from, uh, I want to say, the 30s into the 60s, before they moved into their own studio. So uh, WWL and the Roosevelt Hotel have a lot in common and a lot of stories to tell about each other. And uh, they have in engaged uh, us to get in there and uh, to, to do a series of broadcasts talking about the history of the place and also finding out from the chef what he's up to these days because the Roosevelt has always had a major restaurant component to it. Uh, you go in there and you find that they have a grand restaurant that you would you know, want to dress up for a little bit, and then they also have a little uh, kind of a joint where you could have a sandwich or a salad or something, and everything in between. So we are bouncing around from one restaurant to another. This Tuesday, uh, I will be there 
uh, probably starting at around 2 in the afternoon. And uh, I'm going to go through, do our show there. And if you want to just actually get in on the show, I mean, literally get on the show, I will stick a microphone in your face, and then you can uh, you can tell us a few things like you would be telling us on the phone. But beyond that, uh, we're also going to stay a little while because we'll be in the Fountain Lounge, which is uh, probably their fa- fantasy, uh, not fantasy, but that's their fancy place. Although it isn't particularly dressy, you don't need to wear jacket or tie or anything. Uh, the food's real good in there, and they have terrific live music. It's uh, it's worth going there just for that. That's this Tuesday. It costs you nothing to just show up and hang out with us for a while. If you want to stay for dinner, they're just going to do something special. And I'll tell you what it is. This is kind of a semi-secret, but uh, but only for a few days. And uh, here's what it is. They are going to have a special menu called Burgers and Bubbles. Yes, you're talking about hamburgers and champagne. Put together, benefit Valentine's Day. What a natural. So the guys can go out on Valentine's Day and eat a burger. And their girlfriends or wives or whoever will be very happy with champagne, very happy indeed, it being one of the magical things. And uh, all you have to do is uh, work in uh, some flowers and some jewelry. <laughs> and, and I'd better just shut up now, right? It's, that's about right. Uh, so anyhow, that's, uh, that's what we're doing Tuesday. I hope you can join us for that. And uh, no kidding, I mean, if you walk up there, you, you, we'll be in the... In the uh, uh, Fountain Lounge. It's right on the ground floor, right off the main lobby. You'll find us easily enough. Uh, come on in and uh, hang for dinner, or if you just want to have a cocktail, if you uh, go over to the Roosevelt Hotel and you have a hankering for a cocktail, you have landed in the right place. Uh, that's pretty much the hometown of the Sazerac cocktail, and also of the Ramos Gin Fizz cocktail, which is a cocktail from 200 years ago or something like that. It's it's uh, it's truly unusual. I've never tasted a cocktail that was even remotely close to that. Uh, but they do all the other uh, all the other uh, cocktails that you could possibly imagine. It's a very elegant place to go. Although you don't have to dress up. To, I tell you that again, in case that's what's stopping you. Anyway, Roosevelt Hotel. That's this Tuesday. With me and the food show broadcasting live right from the uh, from the fountain lounge, and uh, despite the name of that, with the lounge, it, it brings to mind the thought of uh, a bar. And of course, they have a bar, and they're doing the cocktails there. But it's a nice-looking place. It's a a very comfortable restaurant, and 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 very good. And burgers and bubbles—that's what the world's been waiting for all this time. Gregory is over here on the green phone. Gregory, welcome. Happy New I Year, see. Master. Happy, I mean, Mr. Happy Tom. New Master. Would you stop that? People <laughs> that was are a Freudian see. slip. That was a Freudian slip. That's all that was. Um, um, yeah, you know what the funny thing is? You know, last week I had I got to wear my gray flannel suit. This week I'm going to have to wear yeah. seersucker. It's going to be so warm. What is oh, up yeah, with this weather? Way, it? It's, uh, it's supposed well, to it's, be cold in February. <laughs> yeah, I know. 
I, I well, February look, came early this year. That's that's what it was. That's probably what it was. It certainly did. Yeah. It certainly took me by surprise. The yeah. um the um thing I want to t- uh, talk to you about. If you had a choice, now I know all three of these places, but um mm-hmm. my ex-wife and my daughter are coming in from L.A. Yeah. For brunch. If you were to choose between Arno's, Commander's Palace, or Bruce Hart. Hmm. That's um, a good one. Is, huh? is, is, this, uh, is this Sunday or is this during the week? It's going to be a Sunday, next Sunday. A Sunday. Okay, that being Sunday. the case, then I'm, I'm solid for Arno's. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, 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 I haven't been there in It's a great menu. The place itself is beautiful. They've got the live music. Uh, the price is is even better than most. I'm not worried about places. the price so much as I am about the ambiance, and I think that that's yeah. you know they oh, you got they've that. been the commanders before for dinner, but I I can't wait to get the the the, the thing that I like over there is they do those boudin cakes. I think with the uh, poached eggs and the hollandaise. The, they do that's, indeed. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm going to do Arno's then. Um, did you eat? Did, have you eaten anywhere in, interesting this weekend yet, or what? Or? This weekend, uh, uh, well, this weekend or? is under is uh, is under uh, under happening as we as we're speaking. Uh, let's see, I, I I've been revisiting places I haven't been to in a while. I was at Fausto's early in the week, went to uh, Impostato Cellars on the North Shore because it worked out for my wife. And let's see, there was one other place I went to that's I haven't been to lately. What, what, what was that? Uh, anyhow, uh, I'm, I, as soon as the we go into daylight saving time, which I can't wait for, because I when when it gets dark at five o'clock, it cuts the uh, evening hours in half and throws them away. I, I, it's not my time of day. Uh, but uh, I, as soon as we start getting daylight until, say, 7 o'clock, you know, it, it gets as late as 8, uh, I am going to uh, start hitting all those restaurants in the uh, Bywater section. There have been a lot of new openings. Oh, wow. And, uh, and the, the one I've been to, uh, called just simply the Bywater Bistro, I think is the name of it, uh, very good. I thought it was excellent. It was a great-looking place, and there are other places I haven't touched at all. So uh, that's that's my list. You never get caught up with it, though. If if that's if you're thinking of coming in and competing with me. No, no, no. <laughs> but I know how much your time is limited, and you don't eat lunch anymore. So you're only restricted to your dinner time to go do your reviews and stuff like that, unless yeah. you're invited to some dinner well, or something it, like it's that. It's working. Well, yeah. Oh, I, I remember what I did that uh, one extra day. It was the um, it was the gumbo competition, which I'm always part of, and uh, that was this past Thursday, and it was busy, uh, I- interesting evening. Okay. Well, right. any information you get, we always well, my family and I always read your newsletter, and it's a very important resource, oh. and I think everybody well, else should too. Well, thank All you right, very cheers. much. I'll see you on Tuesday, by the way, Tom. Okay. Cool. See ya. Bye. It's the Food Show. We'll be back with more of it in a moment after first, please. Hello, it's the Food Show. Jerry is joining us over here on the Orange Phone. Hey, Jerry. how are you doing? Doing uh, great. I'm Come on in. I'm, thanks. I'm interested in where I can find garlic cheese, or is it made anymore? 
or can I make it? Uh, wait. You're trying to make uh, that, uh, what's the name of that? It's an appetizer. You see it at football season every year. What's the name of it? Uh, I can't think of it. Uh, it's a, oh, uh, it's craw- crawfish madeleine. That's the, that's it. And, and uh, well, used- I was looking at something different than that, but I'll go with that. Oh, okay, good, because uh, because that is impossible to make in the classic style because the 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 cheese, the garlic cheese in a jar, uh, it's not made anymore, and so it you you can't get it. So, um, well, is that is that what you're looking for? Uh, what, what do you what do you tell me tell me what you're actually trying to do? What is what is the dish? Uh, I can't remember right now. There was a recipe my friend uh, came up with and was interested in it and said, here, can you make this? And I said, well, I guess I can make anything, but I don't know where to get garlic cheese. And when we yeah, researched, go- kind of find yeah. it out, it's hard to get. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things Kraft used to put out years ago. They had a whole line of such things, and they would be in a jar, a, bl- a, a glass jar. But you don't want that. What what would the what did this taste like? What else was in it besides the cheese? I, I think it was uh, I can't really remember. I think it was some sort of a dip, um, like a party dip, and it can and yeah. the consistency was garlic cheese in it. I I wish I could remember okay. what it was. All right. I well, I'll tell you what. Uh, make almost any cheese dip you can get your hands on, and there must be a zillion of them in in on the web. And then the the cheese to use would be feta cheese, which is Greek, and it's made, uh, although it has a reputation of being a goat's milk cheese, it's actually the way they make it now. It's a cow's milk cheese like everything else. Uh, But it's got a tang to it, uh, and if you were to add some, like, green onions and and maybe some some herbs like... uh, Something that has a little anise flavor to it that would add some nice touches and and a little bit of cayenne pepper too. I'd make that almost invisible though. All right, sure, appreciate it. Yeah, good luck. I mean, it's hard to to figure out a dish when you don't know the name or the recipe or the ingredients. It's kind of hard for me to guess those, but that's the best I can do. That'll give you something edible anyway. Thank you. See you. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Our program today is sponsored by. Maurice's French Bakery. Maurice's is run by one of my favorite people in the New Orleans restaurant business, Jean-Luc Albin. French guy, uh, been in New Orleans going back to the 1960s. He used to work over at the Roosevelt Hotel. He was uh, uh, the the head chef over there for a long time, too. Uh, Then he went on his own and opened up this bakery. He actually took over an existing bakery in Metairie. Uh, The location of it is, well, everybody knows where Ruth's Chris Steakhouse is, and you turn off of Veterans there toward the lake, and you go about a block and a half, and you'll see it. It's Maurice's French Bakery. And the thing that they have these days, king cakes. And the kind of king cakes they have are the ones you've grown up with and you've eaten all your life, or the kind that they have in Europe, which involves a lot of almond and other fillings that will will not even remotely remind you of a king cake, but that is in fact what they they use it for, and that's what they call it too, king cake, in uh, in France and England and well, not, probably not England, but uh, in Germany and Croatia, uh, there it is, and you can get these plus a few more that uh, the chef has dreamed up. One of them involves fresh strawberries 
This looks like no king kick you've ever seen, but boy, will you love that. And they do a similar thing with pecans, in just killer stuff. What a baker he is. I love the place. It's Maurice's French Bakery year-round, by the way. And if you ever want to send somebody a king cake in, let's say, July or September, they'll do it. They make them all the time for people like that. People like to have New Orleans uh, parties, and they'll bring in king cake. (laughs) Because didn't somebody tell you that's only two weeks a year? Well, it's more than two weeks, but I know that. You know that. So, So do we both. Let's see. Do we have room to talk to David? David. David, welcome. David, come on in. Sherry, uh, hang on. We'll get to you. Hey, Tom. Uh, talking about Camellia Grill brought back some memories in the 70s yeah. and 80s. We used to go there for breakfast Yeah. after a long night out, and I do remember those fluffy omelets. Um, but uh, also I brought back a memory of uh, the uh, Cannibal Burger. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, I know it's not there anymore, I'm sure, for health yeah. reasons or whatever. Yeah, but that's that's exactly what it was. Uh, for those who might not know, uh, cannibal, the Cannibal Burger, it wasn't a burger, actually. It was a, it was a straight-out sandwich, and it was made with ground raw beef. And there was some, uh, I think it was cream cheese in there. There was something else in there. It wasn't just beef. There was a little bit else going on in there. Uh, and... Uh, it was reputed as being the very best thing to to uh, have for dinner if you're going to a party that's where there's going to be a lot of drinking. So if you it, it apparently or this is what they said anyway uh, that it would take the edge off of drinking too much so you could drink even more. I do not recommend any of the above to anybody. <laughs> so there that is. I, I, I did not know that that was what it, uh, the purpose of it or that was what it was recommended for. I yeah. do remember it was yeah. pretty much raw meat and I think onions, uh, possibly. Yeah, that's and, it. it. It was, yeah, you got it. It was onions for sure that was in there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. nothing else offered that way or anywhere. Well, yeah, I, I, I'm running out of time here, but I've got, uh, I want to tell you something else. If you ever go to Europe, once again, I've, I've given two people excuses to go to Europe. Uh, you'll find that that sandwich or things like it, maybe they might do the same exact thing but not as a sandwich. Uh, You see it everywhere you go in France and in most of Europe. uh, They have various names for it. But in France, this is raw ground beef on a sandwich with onions in there. And in France, they call that steak American. (laughs) <laughs> How you like that? It, who do you ever see eat that anywhere in America? <laughs> I just, yeah. it's, how that got started, I'll never know. <laughs> well, that's All right. Well, nice talking to you. It's the Food Show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. Our program is sponsored by the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company. And I earlier when I gave you a few words on the subject of the hamburger involved, I said that I would tell you a little bit more about their seafood. Uh, I've asked many a chef and many a restaurateur, what's the secret of having really good fried seafood, fried oysters and shrimp and uh, crab meat and all the, well, not crab meat so much, but soft-shell crabs and all the things that you can deep-fry that we all love. And a startling number of, of chefs who, uh, who I checked on this tell me the same thing. It's all about having fresh, hot oil. 
And when the oil starts getting a little dark on you and has a few little particles in there that kind of get in the way and make the fish look bad as well as taste bad, they take it out, they dump the old, or they strain it at the very least. They filter it, really, is what it's what that's all about. And then they keep on going. And that is the, the way to do it. If you're going to fry seafood, you've got to have nice, clean oil. And they really do. You can tell immediately when you go to New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company and get the catfish in particular, you'll see just how well they do that. And by the way, if you like it thin sliced, they, they do it that way, too. All the seafood over there at the New Orleans Hamburger and Seafood Company, many locations around the area. They'd love to have you come in seven days a week. We'll be back with more of the Food Show after First Please This. Hello there. Welcome back. This is the Food Show, and Sherry is joining us over here on the green phone. Hello there. Hi, Tom. Nice to have you, you know, here with Oh, I'm so glad that you can squeeze me in. Okay, so you solved my problem for what I'm going to fix for Valentine's Day. You don't even know it, it? but you saw. Okay, have you heard of a dish called sheared eggs with crab meat remick? Oh, I know where you got the recipe. (laughs) (laughs) It's hardly even a recipe, Tom. That is uh, not even a recipe. That is an assemblage. Yeah, it's pretty much that's true, yeah. I mean, but but what's exciting about it is I'm going to make it for Valentine's Day morning, and it won't be hard. And I can make it for two people. Your recipe is for six, but it's easy to make for two. And I have two of those little gratin dishes. Perfect. And don't you think it'll be good? Oh, it's, that's, that's a wonderful little dish. I well, love tell it. everybody what it is. It's so easy. Yeah. it's. Uh, tell me the name of it again. It's the Just one. Okay, it's the called uh, Shirred, S-H-I-R-R-E-D, yeah. Eggs. With yeah, Shirred, shirred Eggs. Shirred. Shirred eggs you make under the oven, uh, under right. the broiler, really. And mm-hmm. uh, it also has crab meat in it. And I'm trying to, re- I mean, <clears throat> kind of like if a I didn't have 30 sauce. seconds, it would be easier to, for me to do it. No, but no, no. If you, it has a remoulade sauce, kind of like. Oh, well, yeah. That's, okay. So shirred eggs, look that up online. And uh, especially if you go to my menu, uh, nomenu.com, my website, it is there. And I've run out of time. On FM, on HD, on Skywave, and online, this is WWL Radio in New Orleans and WWL 105.3 FM HD1, Kenner, New Orleans. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 